0: Welcome, and thank you very much for joining me again. My name is Swartik Mayanja, and this is the Mayanja Accredited News Network. We are on another episode of my Everyday Hero interview series, where I interview someone in your life or someone in my life that makes us smile but does not get the credit they deserve. Uh, Today, I have the honor, the pleasure of interviewing um, a very, very, very confident, great nurse, someone that works with me at HealthSouth, Um, Paige Trainer, thank you very much for joining me. Um, Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me. Of course. There is no
0: justice when so few have so much and so many have so little. Uh, So... It's your day off. Congratulations. <laughs> we have a day off from that craziness of <laughs> what we call work. Yeah. Um, so just tell us, uh, tell me and tell the people, who are you, where are you from, and why nursing?
1: Um, so my name is Paige. I grew up in New Jersey. Um, I actually found nursing by accident,
0: accident. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, I went to Northeastern. I did the co-op program, and I was originally a bio major. Mm. Um, did my co-ops, and it just was not what I wanted to do. And my advisor said, you know, try a nursing co-op. You know, you've got clinical experience. I was an EMT at the time. Oh wow, okay. um, So I had a little bit of experience and they let me do a nursing co-op and uh-huh. I was obsessed with it. I loved it.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. So you were doing um, bio and they mm-hmm. let you do a nursing co-op?
1: Yeah, because I had the um, patient the care experience as an oh, EMT. Okay. So they made okay. an exception.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, so I ended up graduating with bio and doing the 16 month nursing program mm. through Northeastern. So I did. Oh, yeah, it that's was tough. It was wild. Rough. That was a. We'll get back to that. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> that little bit rough. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just kind of, I stumbled upon it and yeah. fell in love. And I was like, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. So, so
0: prior to you not wanting to do the bio and um, doing the nursing um, co-op, you had no idea, you had no intention of ever doing nursing? Yeah. Oh, wow. No yes. clue. Okay. And you said, where'd you grow up? New Jersey. New Jersey. So, Mm -hmm. you're new to Massachusetts?
1: Yeah, I've been. So, I moved up here in 2009 for school and never left. Wonderful. Um, Welcome to Massachusetts. I'm sorry about (laughs) the people.
0: Um, So, so the reason I'm interviewing Paige is because uh, when I first started at HealthSouth, I was uh, very nervous. I was very scared. I didn't know how to be a nurse. Uh, And... Paige just seemed like the most confident nurse I have ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) She would walk down the halls and people would part way. It was just, it was just, it was great to see a nurse with so much confidence. Paige, how did you get there? Um, But before that, how long have you been a nurse? And then tell us, how did you get from being a new nurse to being a great nurse?
1: So it was actually my nurse anniversary last week. Congratulations. One year. But the confidence thing, I think, just has to do with kind of who I am. Just I've always kind of been that way. But Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that helps me in that first year was knowing I know what I know and I, I know what I'm good at, but I know what I don't know and when to ask questions. And I think that's the difference between someone being sort of a good nurse and a great nurse because you're not still afraid to ask for help. Yeah, so, so that so that's like
0: where I struggle with. I feel like if I need help for anything, obviously I'm not good, right? So that's what I am I always, you know, conflate the two. Yeah. I feel like if I need help, I'm not good. But if I'm good, I don't need help. So you just know when you need help and you always ask. You don't, you know, you fudge around and you don't play around and you don't try it yourself. You just go ahead and ask.
1: Right, and I mean, certain things, I mean, you do make game time decisions. Yes. Like if you get this really weird wound... And you've got to think on the fly how to dress it things like that but so we got the LVAD patient
0: yeah that uh, a big that was big news that was yeah you know the whole thing, right um, hospital news
1: right so um I'd never worked with an LVAD patient I'm a spinal cord nurse I do spinal cord mm-hmm. I don't do cardiac mm-hmm. so to be confident in that situation I was like I sat down with um, John and Amy who's my charge nurse and the nurse manager and uh-huh. said give me literature I don't know a whole lot Give me journal articles, give me the policies from the hospital, give me any little bit of information that I can so I can go home and study it. Because if I had walked in there and just been like, yeah, I can handle an LVAD, like, <laughs> it would have <laughs> been a, a disaster. Big no-no. right? That's a big no-no. So I think the big thing to do there is to just know when you can kind of wing it yes. and when you truly do need to ask for more information and there's yes. nothing wrong with that.
0: Oh yeah. So um, spinal. So you just said that you're in spinal cord, um, but you had an LVAD patient. Did you want to? Is spinal cord something you were looking into that you, you know, is there part a nursing a type of nursing that you wanted to do slash is spinal cord it?
1: I love spinal cord. Yes. I don't know that that's necessarily what I want to do forever. Mm -hmm. My ultimate goal is to be in an ICU. Oh, come again? ICU. Okay, ICU. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I ended up. I, cardiacs just scares me. And <laughs> it does. It scares a lot of people. Right. I guess. And I think, as in, when I decided what floor when I was in new grad, I was like, I think I'm going to be overwhelmed with cardiac. And yeah. I think spinal cord is more my flow. It's more ortho. It's more the type of things that I like to do. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of wounds, which I really like, which yeah. is kind of gross. It yeah, is kind of gross. But- <laughs> you don't, we have to differ there. Let's stay away. But um, I think I get a lot. Uh, more of what I like to do on the spinal cord floor. floor So
0: I floated once on your unit, on your floor.
1: (laughs) I remember that day. (laughs) (laughs) My
0: goodness, is it a lot. And I I didn't have a tough assignment. It was just like, you know, your regular, you know, five, six patients. But my goodness, Like, going from one unit to another is just, it's like... It's overwhelming. It really is overwhelming. It is. It's it's tough. Like, the big things are the same. Like, just big general nursing things are the same. Tasks, assessments, all that good stuff. But it's the little stuff. It's like, you know, when there's different INOs, people... There's more people on your unit that would be doing a different... Taking a certain drug that I've never seen before. And I have to look that up. And just the codes to the med room and the codes to the break room... Mm
1: -hmm. Oh. And the little things that kind of just, like, they fluster you exactly throughout the day. exactly. But I will be honest with you, Q, if I had floated to your floor, I would feel just as, like, out of place and overwhelmed and a fish out of water. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. No, it okay. definitely would. Because <laughs> I don't bit. do stroke patients. I yeah. don't deal with that kind of stuff on an everyday basis. So oh. you would kind of be... Guiding me around on your <laughs> unit.
0: I love my stroke patients. I love my stroke patients. Okay, so you talked about um, asking for help. Um, and I know communication is huge in nursing and just in healthcare in general. So asking for help from another nurse is one thing. How do you go about talking to doctors, to PT, OT, and then especially, especially, this is super hard for me, talking to like AIDS or like PCPs. I just don't know... I just have a hard time mm-hmm. telling telling people my needs, my wants. I feel like I'm overstepping. I feel like I'm not, you know, you know, advocating for the patient. How do you do that?
1: So, um when I was in nursing school, I actually worked as an aide. Um, and the thing I learned most from the nurses that I looked up to was that they never, yes, they were telling me what to do, but mm-hmm. they never made it seem like they were telling me what to do. They always phrased it as, Hey, can you help me out? Hey, do you mind doing, you know, taking room 22 to the bathroom? Hey, do you mind setting me up for an IV? So, of course, I'm going to say, yes, that's my job. That's what I'm here for. But it was never like, you need to do this and you need to do that. (laughs) And it creates a friendly environment. Oh, definitely. So that now, you know, I try really hard when I ask for help from one of the aides. I'm like, hey, Pat, um, do you mind taking this patient to the bathroom for me. I really, really appreciate it. I have to go do an IV in this room. Mm. So, and it, it comes across, it's more genuine. And I think it's less of a, well, you're the aide, so you have to do this. It's like, we're a team. Exactly. We all do this together. Exactly. And we all pitch in and help each other out. It's just, I have to do something that's a higher priority right now
0: definitely and like i worked as an, i worked as an aide but i worked at assisted living so i never i only dealt with one nurse and she was the head nurse and it was very very much so like like these are the tasks that you guys need to do and it was like eight or nine of us aides for the one nurse so she was very much delegating and mm-hmm. a lot so when i started as a nurse and it's very different ratios and de- different situation i just had a hard time like i just Like not nervous, but I feel bad asking. You're uncomfortable, yeah, exactly. It's uncomfortable to ask someone to do something that you know for my patient and so on and so forth, because they also have a lot, lot on their plate. It's true. Um, But with that communication, so with the doctors, with the PTs and the OTs, that communication. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? Because I that's also something where I just just get nervous.
1: I think coming at it as a conversation. Mm. As an open conversation that you're having about your mutual patient, because at the end of the day, the doctors, the PTs, the OTs, the nurses, we all have the patient in mind and the patient is the priority. Definitely. So I think if you come at it as an open conversation, you get a lot more out of whatever it is that you're asking for. Of course. So if you say to the doctor, hey, I noticed Mr. So and so's not looking too good, his coloring's off, like I worked with him yesterday and he was way brighter. Do you mind taking a look at him? Mm.
0: Yeah, so so that that's definitely good, good, good like dandy. But like the, the, what I get super super nervous about is if I disagree with something that oh, any of those people are yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's when I get super scared and like I'm like I need to I need to say it because it's
1: for the patient, but then at the same time, you know. My trick is you've got to have that like key phrase. Mm. So I my phrase is always I see your point, but I think I, I'm just not feeling it. I think this might be something we might want to consider. Yes. So you acknowledging that their that their opinion and that that they, what they're saying is valid. Of course. But you're also bringing what you have to the table. Definitely. And I'm definitely. And then never- that takes them off the defensive. I think.
0: And I like that a lot because I definitely it's I never know what like to do instead of what the order is. Or I mean, sometimes I, I have a suggestion, but like I'm not going to say that I'm right, that this is where we should go. But I'm always just like I want to put other ideas in there. And I think yeah. that's a really, really, really good way of going about it. Um, so you've so you've been a nurse for a year. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I know I've been a nurse for six, seven months now the the first three and a half months ish was just super stressful. It's just terrifying. Super, it was yep. the worst it's thing awful, ever, right? It's so awful. And I'm just starting to like it. It's
1: just yeah. <laughs> you're just starting, just starting to calm down. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um so do you enjoy your job and what, like what about it do you enjoy the most?
1: I love my job. I think I am very, very lucky to be at my age and have a career that I'm so in love with and that I'm so passionate about. I know a lot of my friends are kind of still struggling to find that. Mm. Um, But it's really as kind of cliche as it is to say about the patients. I love every single one of my (laughs) patients. I think they're the greatest and it's like a family, you know, some days. They push that call like 78 times and exactly. they driving me nuts. Oh, but forget then, about it. But then, you know, one day they look at you and they go, Peach, thank you so much for everything you do. And I'm just like, oh, let me go sit in the back room and cry <laughs> for five minutes because that made me so happy. It is.
0: It's, it's, it really is some of like the best feeling yeah. goodiness that I ever. Like yesterday, I, I didn't work yesterday as well, and I knew one of the patients that we've had for about a month, maybe three weeks, uh, was at was leaving yesterday so I just called it I just talked to her on the phone yeah and it was like the best thing ever. and it makes
1: her day it makes your oh. day and what an honor it is yeah. to be part of this journey <sighs> exactly. with someone exactly and it's you know you're with them at a time in their life where they are not at their best and they're so vulnerable and they're so uh they need your help and to be the one that gets to be there for them in that moment I think is very empowering. It keeps you humble. Definitely. And it it really makes you feel good as a person to say, you know, this person trusted me to help. With them. to help them. Exactly. And it's a huge, huge deal. And sometimes I don't have a choice because that's the assignment you get in that day. <laughs> you <laughs> but <don't. laughs> you know, to just be with someone at a time that they're just so dependent on somebody else and to be able to give them the best care that you can. Is an honor.
0: I, I I mean I love the way you phrase that because it really is an honor on our part, mm-hmm. right? So like you, they're in the worst your know, situation they've ever been in, and they're at a rehab. In our case, they're at a rehab getting better, but they're still in a really really tough situation. Yeah, super vulnerable, and they're out there for the world, and you just come in there and you help them out, and it's pretty great.
1: I honestly, and I think rehab nursing is way more vulnerable than people think. because they're at the point where they're coming to rehab and they get there and they're so excited and then they realize how hard it is. So you get that dip where they almost are like, I can't do this. Oh my I want to go home. I'm so tired of this. So to be with a team that's like, no, come on, you can do this. You got this. You are going to walk out that door. Day in and day out. Right. Minimum and then of they three do. hours. Right. And then they do walk out the door <laughs> and, and they're so happy and it makes it so worth it. It definitely does. It definitely does.
0: Uh, so on that same um, note. So we love our patients. We do. How do you deal with the family? The families, so, you know, they can make or break my day. So how do you deal with the good and the worst of the worst families? And not the worst, but I'm not saying the no. worst families. I'm just saying, you know, families that get you going.
1: It's in the moment. My, I just like to, I got to walk off into the bedroom for a second and just take a deep breath and be like, okay, like re-center <laughs> yourself, girl, because you're about to go off. Yes. And this is not okay. But I think... The biggest thing is putting yourself in their shoes. Mm. As if it was my grandmother or my father in this rehab, especially because I'm a nurse. Exactly. I would be the biggest pain in the butt family member. I know I would. I know I would. (laughs) At least you're honest. Yeah. Oh, and I know I'm going to be the worst patient. I'm going to be the one that you need all safety all the time (laughs) because I'm going to be trying to do whatever I want. So... I think just remembering they're stressed out, Mm -hmm. they're exhausted, they're on a short fuse, Mm. and they love this person so much that I almost take it as if they're being a huge pain in the butt, it just means that they love their family member that much more. Granted, if they're being a pain in the butt about getting a cup of ice is one thing versus Mm -hmm. like, okay, why is my family member's care being done this way? And I think a lot of it is um a lack of information on their end mm. something they don't understand they don't understand why we're doing the interventions we're doing um no one explained to them you know hey your dad's labs were off this is why we gave him an IV and are giving him fluids exactly. so i think a lot of diffusing the situation is educating the family members as to why we're doing what we're doing
0: and i don't know if this is like a stereotype or was this is just the bubble i lived in but uh I, well, coming into nursing, I always thought the families that had the doctors, the nurses and all that would be the crazy, 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 you know, I can't stand those patients. But I really do like my family members to be super, super informed because then they know everything, right. right? And it's just easier, uh, just not like explaining stuff, but like, you know, it's, it's understandable I and mean, you don't have to go through a whole process of education and stuff, but right. like they ask questions that, you know, matter, not like any questions don't matter, but questions that are relevant to the patient. Right. Right. So I think I think that's a big go go. Um, so back to your confidence um, <laughs> as being a good nurse. Do you ever compare yourself to the coworkers, to the other nurses, to the, you know, the supervisors, to the uh, just the nurse manager? Do you ever do that like I need
1: to be that good or or does that not even is that not a thing? it's not a compare as much as a goal okay I look at really strong nurses on my floor I look at really strong nurses on your floor and on the cardiac floor um, and I just think to myself okay what are they doing what works for them can I take some of that because this is a goal I want to be like you it's almost like a mentor feeling versus like I'm not as good as them. It's like they've been a nurse for 20 years. Of course, I'm not going to be, you know, <laughs> like, as on point as yes. they are. But I'm going to work damn hard to get myself to be as good as they are. So it's
0: definitely a goal and it's not so much competition.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So because I'm just,
0: I don't know if it's, you know, just the, the testosterone. In me, but I'm <laughs> always like, oh, I need to be that good. I need to be that good. I but need that's to a be- good thing. Yeah. Because it pushes you. It definitely does. Sometimes a little much. But, um, so we there. Uh, so, so, uh, you mentioned earlier, skilled. And you said IVs. IVs <laughs> are the scariest and the hardest thing ever. As of right now, I am one and a half, maybe two of you being generous for like 11. But uh, that's okay. I hope it's okay because I'm getting okay. really sad.
1: You have to practice. Oh, goodness. Practice makes perfect. Yes. Number one. Number two, don't forget the patients that you're trying to get these IVs in. Mm-hmm. They're dehydrated. They're elderly. Their veins are like paper.
0: <laughs> they definitely are. Yeah. They definitely And are. I
1: still miss. Oh, yeah. I right now I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm on a dip. I missed I'm over three yesterday. Oh no. Yeah. I'm sorry. So but it happens. Yeah. You just got to get back on the horse. And
0: and that's, like, the hardest thing because, like, I, you know, I when I first started, I was like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. And then I missed, like, my first five, obviously, right? And then I hit one, and I'm like, like oh, yes, am I'm, yes. I'm, I'm an IV nurse. No, <laughs> you're not an IV nurse. So I hit one, and then it was, like, another three that I missed, and I hit one, and then since then, it's been all misses. So you it's definitely okay. get depressed. It definitely gets depressing. But, you know, it's okay. Uh, skills, other than IVs uh you said you like wounds but are there skills out there that you really 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 want to hone or are there skills that you like i i really i just i need someone to be in the room with me
1: um definitely anytime i do something for the first time i want someone Mm. in there with me Mm. um so i mentioned the lvad patient earlier um which for those of you that don't know is the left ventricular assistive device thank you um Which is essentially it almost looks like a battery pack that a patient will wear, sort of on their waist, and it manually pumps their heart for them. So, kind of badass, right? (laughs) So you have to be responsible for switching out the batteries on this thing. Oh my! Okay. Correct. How often does that happen? The batteries last four to six hours, or you can plug them into the wall. But if so, if he's on therapy for three hours. And he's moving around and using more battery power i've got to be able to get in there and just one two three switch them out so the first couple of times i did it you can i can guarantee i had uh amy with me who's the charge nurse and i had one of the nurses from two north over there Good just in case because i was like
0: oh well i mean so so like anything new to you you say like i need help yeah until you feel comfortable right wow um I- page um, another uh, really scary thing for new nurses uh, and something a lot of people, not even, not even new nurses, every nurse in the world is scared of a code. Please. I've only been to two codes in my time at Health South, and both times you were there kicking ass. <laughs> so help me, you know, help me put me in your mindset when you are at a code, when you hear it straight through the end.
1: When I hear it. I kind of we we joke around. We call it code mode. Oh jeez! So you just you go into code mode and you just are hyper focused. So my job on code team is um, to do the IVs. Yes. And to just assess the situation. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Every single time I go to a code, I'm scared. Oh jeez! I am. It's a scary thing. It really is. And I think to acknowledge. That it's scary, and to not be like, no, codes, I got this. Like, don't worry (laughs) about it. Like, it's a scary moment. And you're just, you have to remember that as scared as I am, I'm gonna harness it and I'm gonna use that energy to focus on what I need to do for this patient. And I'm gonna remember everything that I was taught Mm. ABCs, airway, breathing, circulation. I'm gonna be aware of what my team needs from me. And I'm also gonna remember that I'm on a team. Yes. I don't have to save this patient by myself. Oh, definitely. I am it's here scary, scary. with very skilled, very capable people. And I just need to listen to what I'm doing. And if I see something that needs to get done, I'm going to shout it out. And if it gets overruled by the doctor or by the charge nurse, fine, so be it. but this is not the time to be timid. Exactly. And, and like,
0: it's, it's, it's crazy because like you go to your CPR classes, right? Mm-hmm. And like it's it's like CPR. Oh yeah, I'm a nurse. CPR, whatever. Yeah. CPR is so important. It's- it is so so important. And it's like uh, um. So I went. The I've only been to two codes. One code, I was basically just in the background, just watching my Ori, my preceptor do the meds because Three North does the yeah. med carts. Um, but the second time, I actually had to do compressions, and I. I was told during my rotation through the compressions, you're doing it too slow. Did you not? You know, it's like, you know, a hundred beats per minute. Mm-hmm. So, like, this stuff is super important and it doesn't matter until it matters. And when it matters, it matters a lot. Like, a lot, a it's lot, true. a lot. Uh, so, scariest uh, code moment and, like, you know, you're, I just, I want to know, like, what did you do after that super, super scary time?
1: Um, I think... I think the code that got to me the most was actually a patient that I had for a couple of weeks. So I really knew him. He was a sweetheart, um, and so in that moment, it's not—it's no longer a code. It's someone that you care about, and you yeah. really want to fight for this person, and you want them to wake up. And it's—it's it's almost like a movie. You're like, breathe, breathe, <laughs> and it's just. So, I think that was the code. I think that I was the most nervous for because it was someone that i had bonded with Mm. not to say that every code doesn't matter but i think when you spend so much time with a person definitely it's it's easier to go into a room with someone you've never met before and jump on the bed and give compressions because it's like this is just it's black and white almost versus you really sort of bond with someone and you really saw that progress and it, it's it's heartbreaking it,
0: it, it, it can't it cannot be easy like I can't imagine and I'm like when I go through my report sometimes I see patients like 95 full code 80 you know 88 full code and you just think for just a second like this is a tiny lady. She's 95 yeah. years old. If I have to do, if I, a grown man, have yeah. to do chest compressions. You're going to break her. Break her in <laughs> half. <you> know, <laughs> it's just, it's hard to
1: think. And then, I'm scared I'm going to break them in half transferring them to the toilet sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh.
0: Uh, just forget about, you know, like, just like, you know, doing chest compressions on the poor lady. Just like everything that has yeah. to happen. Um, it is really scary. But you're good at it. I mean, not I don't know if you consider yourself good at it, but... When you go in there, you look like you know what you're doing and it's, it truly is impressive. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I um, Paige was actually one of the nurses that witnessed a failed IV attempt by me. And so do you think, do you see yourself as a good teacher? Because I really, really appreciated the time that you were there with me. Do you go I... out of your way to do these, though, like the teaching of new um, skills, assignments, whatever?
1: I try to, but I think just how I am as a person, I'm very fast, like my wheels are spinning at a thousand miles a minute <sighs> yeah. all day long. Okay. So I think some I work really well with people that are fast paced like I am, mm. but I think to people that maybe take a little bit longer to learn things, I think they get overwhelmed by me yeah. and I have a hard time slowing down um that's
0: you're you're super self-aware that's a really <laughs> honest Paige. i mean like like honestly a lot of people just don't know these kind of things about themselves period the fact that you airing it out there <laughs> is kind of impressive it's it's who i am good for you oh man i think that's I, i'm very impressed oh, like thanks. honestly I, that's you. just that's super super difficult uh, uh even for me uh, so nursing goals you said that uh, end goal you want to be in icu How long do you see yourself, like, do you want to go stay in the rehab much longer? We don't have to say dates, obviously. (laughs) But do you plan on being there super long and then jumping straight into the ICU? Do you want to try hospice, maternity, peds? Like, where do you see yourself going?
1: I think I want to do an ICU as sort of once I've settled and I've gotten tons of experience so that Mm. when I get a patient in the ICU and it's go time, I'm not like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. (laughs) Um... So I think I definitely want to get a little bit of a PD experience. And I worked in PD for a year and a half um, as a tech, and I loved it. I love kids, um, but and I thought I wasn't gonna like geriatrics. I thought mm. I wasn't gonna like adults, and now I love them even more than I loved <laughs> kids. Um, the older patients just crack me up. They mm. say whatever they want. They awesome. they kill me. They're awesome. Um, so I think I definitely want to get like some good med surge. Rehab is going to be great because you're preparing your patients now. Say, I move to an inpatient setting on like yes. a med surge floor and yeah. I'm prepping my patient for rehab. I know what they're getting themselves into, so I can prep them for that. That's, a, yeah. Um, That's key. Yeah. Like, really, I think it, I just want a, a little bit of everything. I want to be really well rounded.
0: So I was talking yesterday to actually one of my um, uh, nursing school friends, and she's actually at BMC and she works in a uh, uh, cardiac. Inpatient. Oh good for her. Exactly. And it's Ooh. really it's it's super it she's like everyone thinks it's super intense. And I do I'm not general I'm just saying this is the what she told me personally. Uh, she said that like they have their own wound nurses, they have their own IV teams, they have their own respiratory respiratory teams. And she was just explaining to me like where we are at. Yeah, it might seem overwhelming and stressful, but we are getting so, so much experience and you know, hands on to mm-hmm. other stuff, which is pretty I think great. Oh, it I mean, is. She says it, but when I'm at work, I'm like, kill me. Like, yeah, crying on the <laughs> end time, just internally weeping. Exactly. So I, I, yeah, you know. So the grass is always greener somewhere else. But yeah. that's it, it is a good goal. And I was talking to Katie, and I was telling her the same thing. You, it's so hard to know for nursing. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about nursing, you do so you have can do your, whatever you want. You can. You have that option, And you if you go. don't
1: like it, you can go wherever you want.
0: Amen. And that's like the... It's good. It's beautiful. It's good. It's, it really is. It really is. Um, so your favorite, favorite, favorite thing about being a nurse.
1: That moment the patient's going home
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're so, so happy. And they just look at you and they just say thank you. And they smile and you get a hug and they're like... It makes it all worth it. It makes the frustrating family member worth it it makes the I don't know why I can't fix your labs and correct your labs (laughs) moment worth it it makes the yes I've changed your ostomy bag 78,000 times this week but to when they're getting in the wheelchair to get in the car and go home that moment it makes me want to cry like I love it I just they're so happy and you're like yes we did it exactly
0: It really is, like, some of the best moments, like, ever. Because, like, they give you a hug and they're smiling. And, like, I don't know, 30 minutes earlier, an hour earlier, a day earlier, they were, like, really, really upset with you. Yeah. So it it really, it does, you know, full full circle. Mm -hmm. They come in happy. They find out how tough it is. They get super mad, super upset. You know, you guys build that bond. And then they leave. And they're, like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for
1: everything. Or when they come back and visit. Oh. Oh, oh my goodness! I, and you see, you don't even recognize them because they walk in the door and they look so good. And they're like, "Hi, Paige, you're not gonna say hello?" I'm like, "Who are you?" And they're like, "It's me, Mr. Mr. Smith." And I'm like, "Oh my no God. way!" It's, it's so great. good for you. Yeah,
0: no more falls. Um, exactly. All right. Um, so least favorite. What is your least favorite thing?
1: Ugh, waking up at 5 30 in the morning <laughs> um, seriously you gotta wake up at 5 30 yeah i'm so sorry <laughs> no i think rough. the the least favorite thing is when you've been going and going and going and going all day and you are exhausted but you have to push yourself to keep going yeah and oh, you're it's, and you just have to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing yeah and the alarm goes off and you're just so tired but you have to put it in perspective and think why you why you love your job and why you're doing what you're doing is to help other people mm. so I think sort of the stress and the exhaustion that comes with nursing that I think a lot of people know about but you don't truly experience until you're in there and you're doing three in a row and then you pick up an extra shift because you know staffing's going to be bad mm. and you know and like so like
0: it's it's like it's really hard to like, just just explain because it, it really is like exhaustion and you like really really are mm. tired. You work a twelve-hour shift and then you like you have uh, hundred and one tasks to complete because you have just been super heavy. You end up being there for another hour and a right. half, just charting, just, just charting to go back home to just pass out to wake up at for in your right. case five thirty. It's 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 insane and it's tough. It's it really is. super super and you catch yourself
1: doing the weirdest things like yesterday on my way to work i drove all the way to work and realized I did not put socks on. Oh, goodness. I was like, why do I feel weird? <laughs> what is going on right now? No socks. Did you use our... Yep, nostal- shirt it. Shirt it.
0: <laughs> no faults today. No. No faults today. Uh, so, uh, advice. And I, I want specifically for you to give advice to all the brand new nurses. Because like I said, I, I see you as a super confident nurse. And it, it, it's inspirational. It's motivational, right? I want to be that confident. What do you tell all the new nurses so they can be, by the time they're having their first uh, one-year anniversary, they can be as confident as you are.
1: Don't be afraid to ask questions. This is your time. The first year is your sponge year. Yes. Absorb everything you can. Don't say, I don't want that patient because I've never seen that before and it intimidates me. Say, I want that patient because I've never had it before and I'm going to learn everything that I can from this patient so (laughs) didn't we just talk about how stressful that was correct (laughs) but but now I feel comfortable with an LVAD exactly and I freaked out for 48 hours and now I feel so good that I've learned that and I can take that with me no matter where I go oh goodness so and if I had avoided it it would still scare me exactly you got to take the beast head on and if you absorb as much as you can in that first year it is going to do so much for you for the rest of your career I mean,
0: it it, it is the truth. It's it's hard to do in the moment. In the moment, you definitely say, I have four or five other patients that I kind of like. I don't want this patient, right? But if you do take that patient, yeah, the learning curve is going to be rough. The day might be rough, but... It It makes you grow. It does. It makes you grow. You just become a better nurse every single day. Uh, So, uh, like I ask all of my guests, thank you again for being on my interview show. Uh, You are an everyday hero, just like I believe all nurses are. Uh, But um, five years from now, when you're in the ICU, MGH, BMI, (laughs) wherever you are, where you're kicking ass and you're taking over the entire (laughs) unit. um, and I call her and I say, Can I please get an interview? Would you do me the honest, Paige? Of course. Oh, thank you very of much. Of course. Paige, thank you. Um, good luck. And I will see you at work this weekend. Or is it our weekend? It is our weekend. Great. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs>